Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Podcast, episode number 540. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we're looking forward to coming out November 8th, 2023. And we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we are talking about some of the comic books that we read in October of 2023 with our monthly look. <clears throat> we'll, we'll tell them later. We're yeah, not gonna you got to stay tuned. Yeah. And you know what else I'm going to tell you right now, though? Hey. What? Make sure you uh, follow us on all of our social media stuff and rate and review us. Yeah, you can't dodge it at the end of the show if I do it at the beginning, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, or, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why won't you rate and review us, Paul? I did the one time. How many times do I? Is it like a yearly thing? Is it like voting? Do I have to I register every year? I don't know. But something you do every day, though, is drink. That's not true, everybody. I just needed to segue it in. Well, it's pretty much true. <laughs> For me and i'm drinking a brewery uh from a brewery that i've uh been drinking their uh white ale quite a bit from um this is their allagash snow report this is their winter ale and it says it's a festive honey golden 8.6 percent that does not drink like 8.6 percent and it's kind of like you know it's not as uh malty it's still just like a light ale from allagash so if you like their allagash white you like this. It does have like a big, big honey flavor on it. A little bit apple-y, uh, but that some winter spice is coming through. Um, but I still think it's a little coriander as well. But um, I mean, that just from the white kind of, <laughs> it has that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not winter spices, but it's still got the some winter vibes to it because of that little bit of apple and, and that honey sweetness. So I'm enjoying it. Um, is it better than Alagash White? Maybe for the time. Maybe maybe for the season it is. So uh I like it. John. You, yes, you, you, you nod your head with approval, but it seems like you're drinking something more the holiday season. Because now that that Halloween is over, <clears throat> it's time for the holidays. That's right. It's time for the holidays, and I'm drinking Cookie Exchange Milk Stout from Great Lakes Brewing. Uh, and this is a 5.5% milk stout, really easy drinking, and it has that cookie-y mouthfeel and taste. Uh, it is really good. Uh, $9.99 for a six-pack. The big beer out mm. here from Great Lakes and this time of year is their Christmas Ale, which is eleven ninety nine. $22.99 for a 12-pack of the Christmas Ale. But have a split 12, six cookie exchange, six Christmas Ale for $16.99. I don't get the math on that, but... I think it's so well worth it for what you get out of that pack, especially with how good this beer is. $16.99, it is a perfect holiday fridge filler because you got that holiday spiced Christmas ale and then something that's like really easy drinking for a stout that's delicious. Hmm. So Sounds for, pretty good. 
for the split pack, you're basically paying $8.99 for both of them. So you're saving a dollar on the cookie exchange and you're saving $3 on the Christmas sale. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, for $4 more, you get six beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think like that. Yeah. That's good math. I like that. I am not drinking a holiday beer, though. Uh, well, because Mad- you're still holding on tight to the Halloween. Yeah, but this is, I mean, this is kind of Halloween-y because it's based off of a candy. And for Magnify Brewing out of New Jersey, this is Nerd Squad. And this is a strawberry smoothie sour uh, brewed with Nerds candy, strawberry, and vanilla ice cream. Uh, contains lactose. Obviously, it's made with ice cream at 5%. Uh, I'm almost already done with this. This is a lot of fun to drink. It oh, does okay. have that Nerds candy taste to it. Like, it's... It's nice, but I don't have to worry about, like, crunching stuff. I don't like eating nerds. They're too small. Too small, too crunchy. Really? Yeah, I don't I know. It's like nerds. I roll them. I roll them I on my tongue in the roof of my mouth. And let I'm them not dissolve. a big sour candy fan. Like, I used to like it a lot more when I was younger, but growing up now, I'm just like, Nerds nah. are a better tasting smarty because they just <laughs> taste like sugar. Because of the candy coating on it, I think is better. It, because that inside of a nerd is just a smarty, right? But it's kind, I think yeah, kind of. Yeah. How can you tell? It's so tight. Like it's so tiny. Because I'm, are you eating them one at a time? No. Yeah, I ration them. Oh. <laughs> I, I like my may, favorite. Maybe get remember a little... they used to come in the split box, and you mm-hmm. could undo one side or that. Do they not do that sides? anymore? I don't think so. Oh, that's kind of some oh, some man. shit. And I used to love nerd rope, the taffy with the nerds. Oh, nerd rope is good. Ropes. And Never then it, there it. used to be an ice cream place, and we I'd get, like, a blizzard, and it had nerds and, like, something else in it that I used to like. You're was it ice cream? about Dairy Queen. Yes. It wasn't Dairy Queen. Called a blizzard. There, there used to be a Dairy lot Queen. of ice cream places, John, and Newsflash, well, they still exist. There was a place in Hamburg that we used to go to all the time. Charlaps. Well, it became That's like Nikki C's in Hamburg across from like the oh, okay. CBS by where our school was. Yeah. Whatever that ice cream place was. So uh, it's still there. We used it's still. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't What's go that? into the heart of Hamburg anymore unless I'm going to see Scott. Uh, so we used to go there and get ice cream because yeah. we used to live in Hamburg. What's nice is uh, near the, you know, a couple of weeks back, they do an end of the year sale where they're just trying to sell off all the food they can before they close for the season. And it's just like it's like a fire it, sale. It they got to get rid of it all before before the ice cream melts. And they're the like, ah, it's a fire sale. No, I don't want to do another take. No, it's really good because it's like, uh, how much for a hot dog? I don't know how much you want to pay us. It's like that the kind of like level of like, <laughs> I don't know, 50 cents. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Have a hot dog. Yeah. You I still got, yeah, but some... we don't have any buns. Like we're out of buns for the hot you dog. Just put okay. it in a cone. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Just top it off. So, so with, then uh, you start mustard. calling it a Coney dog. Yep. Mm. But don't call it a Coney Island dog because no. lawsuits. So you what? know what? Uh, I don't have anything to segue with lawsuits. Um, yeah, we don't know lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. 
Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, so instead, I was gonna say, "Hey guys, we can geek." Mhm. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, after eight years, uh, they finally did an update for Arkham uh, uh, Arkham Knights? I so did maybe see it's that. now playable on PC. I don't know. And uh, they added the Batman suit from yeah, the Batman. The Robert Pattinson Batman, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So a lot of people are thinking, well, maybe that means they're going to be doing like a remaster re-release for it, like a greatest hits kind of thing. I just need it to work and play well. <laughs> so they need to get the original working. <laughs> I See, know, that, I played that one right. I never played. Arkham <clears throat> Origins, I think, was the last one I played because it was like Arkham... Asylum, yep. or no, what was the first one? Like Arkham Asylum, Arkham, Arkham, Asylum, Asylum, Arkham City, City, and Arkham Origins. Origins came out because Arkham Knight was taking longer to develop. Because that was Arkham by a different Knight. studio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, and then Arkham Knight was the last one in the series. There was the mobile game, <clears throat> uh, Arkham Origins. I don't remember it, but, uh, oh, Blackgate. Ar- Arkham, Batman Arkham Origins, Blackgate. Oh, see, I didn't even know about that one. Arkham Origins, I, I, did, I like those I games. Didn't, so. I, I didn't like Origins because it was a different studio, and the fighting was not as smooth or as good. And then I tried playing Arkham Knight, and driving around in that fucking car is a pain in the ass and boring. Because every block you go, you gotta go, you gotta fight a couple other cars, and they're super easy to beat. And then you're like, okay, now I can go back to driving. And then you go like three blocks, and then it's like, boo! Oh, now I gotta fight another car. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it takes you away from the destination you were trying to get to. So now you're yeah. circling back, yeah. and yeah. And then the and Riddler the, stuff were just like car races where you had to like. Oh, see, I like the through, Riddler yeah. stuff in the other ones, where it's like you gotta but figure out where you're throwing your battering. Or you gotta get, you gotta make it through this car race, this obstacle course. In a certain amount of time, but then you keep having to do it, and you're like, I don't, I just want to, I want to find them the the clue and pick it up, the trophy and pick it up yeah. and be done with it. Not keep having to, oh, you can't do this until you get your jet jet boosters. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I'm sorry. Arkham I've never Origins. played it. I didn't know about all the troubles with it, so. Arkham Origins, yeah. I didn't really like because it did crash quite a bit on me on a PC. See, I played um, all of them on Xbox 360, so I had no issues. Nice. Nice. Something I do play on my computer, though, is World of Warcraft, oh. which this past weekend they just had BlizzCon 2023, the first BlizzCon in four years since COVID, and then all the sexual assault allegations that were going on at the... Uh, the studios that are like, oh, maybe we don't make public appearances until all this kind of like calms down and levels out. Uh, but it's back, baby. Uh, and is it? Blizzcott, Blizzcott, not the Blizzcott, not, not the sexual, sexual assault allegations. Um, but they just announced they are revamping the way that they're going to be doing their expansions and doing them more kind of in line with what Final Fantasy has been doing, where it's more story based and each one's continuing a story. It's not just like hey, here's a new expansion, new area that's completely separate from everything, uh, because they are calling this part of the World Soul Saga. Uh, first expansion in this kind of trilogy is called The War Within. It looks really cool. Uh, 
I worked the day BlizzCon was actually happening, but I was able to catch all the panels on video on demand. Uh, I took some time off from playing World of Warcraft because I really got into Diablo 4, and I've still been playing a shit ton of Marvel Snap. Uh, But seeing all this stuff actually got me back into Warcraft the other day so I could try to catch up and just live in this world that I've been playing for, like, on and off now for like 15 years yeah which is crazy uh paul which, it, which is older back, would you get back into world of warcraft because we've played previously yeah, yeah uh it i don't know i, I thought of, to be... i thought about gifting you the expansion just to be like ah now you gotta play yeah it. uh i, I do have, I already because played. i missed this last i haven't played this last expansion at all um or uh war for us for Azeroth? Battle for Azeroth. Bet- was... I played through that. Loved, okay. liked that expansion. Yeah, that's like, the last time we did played. everything in that one. You then Shadowlands. I started then Shadowlands, and I dropped off before one of the pat one of the patches within Shadowlands. Like I just, that's when I bounced, and I haven't uh, haven't played this full this expansion dra- uh, Dragonflight at all. Dragonflight's pretty good. Um, one of the patches, kind of in the middle, is when I fell off of it because I just didn't care about it um but the new patch actually came out today i wasn't able to play it because it was down for updates most most of the day but looks good uh john's eyes are glazing over so john how about i talk about a video game that you have played with diablo 4 because they also announced the first expansion vessel of hatred for d4 which again i've really enjoyed i i beat the game and i'm now partaking in the end game season stuff that they're doing like mm. each season lasts for three months where it's like additional story and new items uh I, i'm really loving that too so uh john have you nice. had a chance to beat diablo i 4? have not uh i was playing it for a bit and then i got ghosts of uh uh Tsushima, and i've been playing that and loving that game it's supposed to be really good too, so I don't blame you. <clears throat> yeah. No, but Diablo you know is just something. It's nice because you can just pick it up and keep playing. Yeah, I. Because uh, oh, I got missions. Which one was I on? Uh, I'll just doesn't matter. Like doesn't, yeah, yeah. You just mm-hmm. do whatever. Just run out, kill stuff, mm-hmm. get better loot. Um, man, I love it. Um, with the uh, the teaser for the the expansion, did they announce the new character or uh, they did not? The only thing that they said in the panel is it's a brand new class, something that they haven't done before. So it's not something that's returning from like a previous game or expansion. So the r- rumors I had seen and heard, because there's a lot of talk about like, uh, it's like, almost like a paladin, but it's a vampire kind of character. Are, uh, mm. There's lore and stuff in the game about that, that type of character. So everybody's been thinking it's going to be some type of vampire slash paladin character. It could be possible. Yeah. No say. But you know what I am looking forward to? Echo. What? Echo! Echo. Uh, we just got the trailer for the next Disney Plus show. Uh, the much pushed back Echo uh, spinning out of Hawkeye and like the Daredevil comic books. It looks intense. 
Yeah, it looks good. I hope it's a lot more gritty. It seems really grounded and gritty. Yeah. Um, so Paul will not watch it. Pretty much. <clears throat> also, uh, uh, November 12th is my last day of Disney Plus. Until there's a good Black Friday deal again. <laughs> hmm. I don't think there's anything else coming out on Disney Plus anytime soon, so you're probably okay to wait. Yeah, but I still Echo doesn't watched... come out until like January 11th. Okay. I still haven't watched any Loki. That's uh, your like, that's your last fault. episode comes that's out this fault. week, so you got you got time. The last episode comes out this week. Yeah, uh, whatever day it comes out on Thursday or Friday. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday nice. night. Okay. Yeah, uh, I still uh, haven't seen Ant Man, Quantum Mania, and has there been another movie since then that's come out from Marvel? Uh, let me just click over on my show notes because I yeah. have all the Marvel stuff here. So um, I haven't cared. Have you watched? Okay. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. Yeah. Hated Werewolf the ghost. by Night. Yes, like that. Watched it in with in German with Ameri- with English uh, subtitles. It was She-Hulk. great that way. She Hulk. I had to watch. Yes. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yes. Oh, you already said Ant-Man and the Lost. We have not. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. No, that's the other one I have. Okay. Uh, Secret Invasion. No. Okay. And then Loki Season 2 is the other most recent one. So okay. oh, yeah, I got some. So, guys, I got to jump off this call. I got some watching <laughs> to do. Um, Have fun. I'm going to just start okay. streaming. Bye. Bye. Oh, finally, we got rid of him. <laughs> What's the deal with that gang? I don't know. I got yelled at for not wearing a yellow hat, even though I have on a yellow shirt. And I put on like the the hey guys, I like craft beer hat. That's basically what this is. You walk in somewhere <laughs> wearing one of these, and everyone's like, oh, that guy is going to talk to me about IPAs. I bet. Mm-hmm. That's just... what I'm drinking next. And then John Listen, knows man. knows my anger about this and just rips off his hat. Oh, and like, never mind. I don't even want to stocking. Try. I was wearing a stocking cap. Like my head got hot. Uh, Wearing it to start with. The the other trailer we got, uh, Good Burger 2. It was a slow news week last week. That's why I wrote this down, because I'm like, there's nothing to talk about. And then we didn't wind up recording, but I was like, there's something to talk about next week. Uh, This movie looks very stupid, but it still looks like it's a lot of fun, because I love the original Good Burger. Is Carmen Electra in it? I don't know. I have never was actually a fan of... The Good Burger movie or the sketches was like it the was sketch. sketches like on all that right mm-hmm. yeah um and they, did they have their own show as well or just uh, they had movie? they had Keenan and Kel which was like its own standalone show like it wasn't like a a sketch show gotcha um, Carmen Electra was, is in it mm. I was never really a fan so like watching it I was like uh, I don't care but it That's feels. A- it feels like a 90s movie. <laughs> I would expect, like, it does like, have that feel. And I know this isn't going to happen, but I think they could probably make Bank. Uh, Paramount, if you're listening, just send me a copy of it. If they put this out on physical media, have it on the orange video cassette tape, people would lose their shit. Do that. Um, but does the orange video cassette tape open up for my digital download? Like no, it's just it's an actual like cassette tape. Oh, yeah, dead media. People are really into it. Audio <laughs> cassettes are back now, strangely enough too. Uh, one of the things that I did love about the original 
Uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, Less Than Jake, did like the marquee soundtrack song, I'm a Dude, He's a Dude, She's a Dude, We're All Dudes. Uh, I've seen Less Than Jake, I don't even know how many times in concert, so I have been blessed to see them perform that song. They don't yeah. do it all the time, but you know, if enough people start chanting it or giving them a hard time, they might do like a few bars of it. Nice. So always a good time. Uh, and also, I think it's really funny that it's still Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell coming back for this, like 20 years after they played these roles. And they're just like, yep, yeah, we're back into this. We're not going to pretend any time has passed at all. We're just in it to win it. You know what? If If I had an experience that was a lot of fun, like at work and people are like, oh, you want to do that day again at work? I'd probably I would say yes. Yeah. And it also helps that like Keenan Thompson hasn't aged at all. Like dude probably just leads a stress free life. He looks so good for however old he is. He's been on what? Like how many years has he been on SNL? Like he hasn't had a worry about anything. I think as soon as he got off of uh, all that, he was on there and he's just like, okay. This like and the guy do. will show up for like cameos for no reason. Like he was, whatsoever. Uh, in one of the last episodes of the Chucky show, like he plays a cab driver that gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and like they did announce it, it's like you're watching it like what? Like Keaton. Keaton. Okay. Kate and I had on uh back in the day when we had cable, we had like Nickelodeon on and it was Victoria like the show called Victorious. And they were partying and they're like, Oh, we're inside a like my goodness we're inside the legend's house this is keenan thompson's house and he shows up and it's like this weird thing and i'm like he has no why is he doing this small nick show i mean <laughs> like nick right probably like has him on retainer like every year he needs to like pop up in something it's like and it was like a two like maybe three lines like hey y'all you better clean up this house after after you're done partying. But for That's now, need... let's party! You know. And he... I don't know if they have like a studio audience for Victorious. I'm aware of the show. I never watched it, uh, but I could see people going like "woo" when he would come out. Yeah. But I was like, wait, the, does the audience of the show know who he is? Like. Oh, like, I know I shouldn't be watching the show, or it's not sad. aimed for me, but I'm still enjoying it, you know? But. It could be, like, a guilty pleasure thing. I mean, yeah. John's dad loved uh, iCarly after you got him into it, you know? So, he fine. No, John's dad got us into iCarly. Oh, there okay. you go. John's a hat, hat bro again. Thanks, John, for being a hat brother. No problem. I did uh, it for my next beer. Hey, now, do you do you need to take a sip of it? Yeah. Okay. But I Chris, start off, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a beer from Mason Ale Works, and I'm trying to find where they're from. Uh, San Diego, California. And I am drinking their Weapon X Hazy IPA. And I bought this because it's got Wolverine yeah. on the, the can. Yeah. And it's literally <laughs> called Weapon X. Like, I don't know if they have some deal with Marvel to, to yeah, do Somebody's going to get sued. Yep. There's going to be a cease and desist letter. It's, it's part of their Immortal series. This is a hazy India IPA. Like, even, like, Weapon X is in the the X-Men font. Like, yeah. I'm glad I was able to get this before it gets pulled off the shelf. It is well, the 7%. thing is, if it's that limited of a release, if you're a brewery and you're putting out a beer, what, one-shot one beer like that, like, why not? Yeah. Like, 
it's out there, it gets sold, and you're like, oh, yeah, we won't do it again. You're going to get a cease and desist. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah and if you go, oh, everything's sold. Yep, it's it's done. Yeah, because uh, they probably, they probably uh, would learn their lesson from something <laughs> like that. Um, this is really good. Uh, 7%, 16-ounce can. It's a little bit more of an abrasive hop than I like in my hazy IPAs, but it's still good. I don't know what it's brewed with. I should have checked into this so I had some more information. But Is it a I, New England hazy IPA? It just says hazy IPA, but when I see hazy, I always think this is going to be more like that New England style. Does it look hazy? Uh, I can't see through the can. Mm, does it smell like it looks hazy? It does smell like it looks hazy. I don't want to pour into that glass. What was, oh, the, what was I that forgot. I was smart, guys. I brought two glasses over because I was like, well, I'll drink my smoothie sours out of one glass, and I can do my IPAs out of the other one. Uh, nice. It does say it's a New England. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I have no issues with having picked this up. It was a little bit more of a premium. Um, everything I'm drinking tonight I just bought as single cans. I think this and the other beer I have from them were both like $9.99 for the can, but... You know what? I was able to justify it because it's a flippin' Wolverine can. It even looks like the like I'm looking at the the picture like online, but I mean it looks like a comic book cover. Yeah. Like the old school ones. Yeah, like the the ABV and the the can size looks like the mm-hmm. old like Marvel stamp up in the front. But yeah, you know what? I dig it. Um sometimes can art is enough to make me buy a beer as it rightfully should john you've had ample time yeah to take sips. uh a new beer from founders brewing is oh, their, so, i was so upset i couldn't find this one their vanilla porter um so this is in 12 packs uh, um and it is pretty good it's a lot more roasty than I expected it to be. So you get a lot of roast and then you get some vanilla. I'm going to drink some more of it, but right now it feels like everything's out of whack. The roastiness and the vanilla aren't working to get, but I did just drink a super sweet stout. Mm -hmm. So my palate might be a little off. And then I grabbed a red IPA that was like super florally. And I was like, I can't do this. So I went and got this beer. Um, but yeah, it's good. But you need to get acclimated. But it's I, like, I want to ask where it stands between <clears throat> Breckenridge. Uh, it is Robach. And, it and is here. It is the bottom of the three. Okay, but mm. do you think that's because your palate's messing with you, or do you think that's a fair compa- fair comparison right now? I think it's a fair comparison. Okay. No, um, Breckenridge I, is I mean, really good, though. Breckenridge and Rohrbach, I mean, they really kind of have the balance of that beer down. Um, I mean, Breckenridge is... I've had that Breckenridge. It's been a while since I've yeah. had Rohrbach. Yeah. Well, I can get um, Breckenridge here, Rohrbach. I'm not going to Rochester anytime soon. Um, but it does it, it. It it's not as like I said, it's not as sweet. 
The sweetness is kind of there in the background, but the roasty of the porter is really what this beer is showcasing. But when it says vanilla porter, it should be the vanilla and the roasty following it up where it's the opposite. The roasty is the big hit. And then behind it, like peeking over a corner, like the bully's there and the roasty went out to fight the bully. The the vanilla's in the background poking its head around going like, did you get him yet? Like it just it's not as well balanced as I'd like it to be. Hmm. I'm sorry, Paul, uh, is your beer better balanced? You know what? I, I'm drinking a beer from a new brewery. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before. Uh, this is uh, from Prison City Brewery. It's uh, mm. out of, you know, New York, but it's uh, it's in Auburn, New York. Uh, this is a Mosaic Eldorado New England style, uh, New England style hazy IPA. Chris, you know about hazy IPAs. Yeah, uh, first of all, you can identify a hazy IPA by smelling it. So does mm-hmm. it smell like it looks hazy? Oh, it smells like it looks super hazy. <laughs> We've made this joke before. This yeah, is a John, callback yeah, to a two-year like, ago We talked about this joke. before. I think we had something like it smells hazy. Yeah, so well, I was just grabbing my now. stuff. Mm. Okay. This is called Linus Loves Lucy, and this is a 6.5% ABV. So not a not a big boy, not a huge boy. I mean, Linus is kind of one of the smaller Peanuts characters. You're right. So <laughs> yeah, you know, and it has and and talking about comic strip, uh, you know, it's got the shirt, but it's got a uh, hop on it, and it's got the blanket. Little, it's got his blanket there. So it's you know, definitely compliment, not maybe That's infringement. Legally distinct enough. Mine is <laughs> is not. And uh, they have one. Finger. They have one called Fozzie, and it's just a big picture of Fozzie's face. Too. <laughs> Oh, so you know about the uh, Prison City Brewery, Chum? You know, I've heard of them. One, I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but you had it la- you had one of their beers last week. So that's the first I, I've heard of uh, this brewery. Mm-hmm. Did I? Did I have one of these beers last week? Oh, man. I should really listen to myself when I talk. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can get them down here. Prison uh, City? No, remember that was, I thought I had uh, something from them, but yeah, it was yeah, Prison it was, uh, Prison something else. Um, I was making a reference uh, before, to something else that we were Before I forget to, Chris, you might want to tell Yanni to stock up on some Minky Boodle. Um, I've been looking for it. It's not – well, it hasn't been at my beer store. I can still find Bliss there, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think Thin Man's going to make it to the new year. Mm, that's depressing. Yeah, you know, it's surprising, too, because that seemed like one of the – big hitters here in buffalo like yeah they, well, they're constantly well, I like, see, supply, you that's know. the thing so they stopped, really, they stopped supporting buffalo and then started shipping down the u.s like their big thing was constantly opening up new markets mm-hmm. and kind of buffalo like they put out things about new beers but then we wouldn't get them so and then when they just out of the blue closed both of their beer shops or their uh, restaurants mm-hmm. so much. So like the staff was walking in and the doors were locked and there was a sign saying like closed and nobody knew that they were, had lost their jobs till they walked in that day. 
kind of a lot of people in Buffalo like didn't want to support him. But like the four brewers that work there all applied to a brewer position at another brewery. Oh. And when the second one came in for the interview, they were like, so we just had somebody from Thin Man. Like, what's I mean, is there something like you're not happy with the position? They're like, uh, they have us working two days a week. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't so seem well. I, I'm blanking on it. But what was the other Buffalo brewery that was like? popular and successful and then they expanded out to elmwood and then was like oh never mind we're closing this one now was it community beer works or was it pressure pressure drop okay um is that a thing maybe like these breweries are just they're starting to do well and they're like great we've got a market we've got a fan base let's go all let's go all out and then they expand too quick and it's so a kind of crowded marketplace too in buffalo pressure drop i believe open their secondary place to get people to come to their brewery mm-hmm. because they were in that barrel shop. They're in a thing that ha- carries weird hours. So you couldn't go in there unless the mm-hmm. barrel factory was open. Remember yeah, we, we were going to go there one time. Yeah. So it had weird hours. They didn't have food. There wasn't food in there. And, I think they were in a bad location. So then when they opened up that other location, they wanted to bring people in because now they have a place where people can come to. And then from what I've heard is that the brewer who the brewery owner, who's also the brewer, it's his husband and wife who own it. were trying to sell it off because he wanted to get into the weed business oh, the cannabis and cause he's a big pothead guy, kind of a thing that he wanted to sell off the brewery, but still be the brewer. So then he could own a cannabis thing because he couldn't, you can't in New York, you can't do both. So he, um, seems like that's what he wanted to do. And he was trying to find somebody to buy it. But there wasn't really any takers. Mm. I think there's, uh, you know, there were only tokers. Oh, <laughs> nice. Paul, my I head's think... getting hot. Can I take this hat off? Yes, of course. Paul. It's a founder's. <laughs> it's a founder's hat, everybody. There you are. I, I think there is a thing uh, when you're going from like a small business and then you're trying to expand to the large business because there really is no in between for for production because you either got to keep at a small scale and just keep what you're doing and make a very small margin or you have to scale up and and do the huge investments to be able to scale up well it's like you're like there's no real good in between like so if you think about like the size of your garage and that's just any I listener, don't have a garage but if you think of the size of a garage if you were to double that, mm-hmm. that's how two big garages. two garage. That's how big. So the size big, of my house, big ditches, um, brewery, like the, the brew room was, mm-hmm. and they big ditch in Buffalo is 
the most popular brewery. Their hay burner is the number one selling craft beer in Buffalo. Like it just flies. It's on tap everywhere. Everybody loves it. You sell a ton of it. It's more. I think it's less embarrassing than uh, Ellicottville's blueberry wheat being the number one seller. So I'm kind of happy. That yeah. It's now hay burner. Uh, but their setup was so small and they were such high demand for it. They had to brew. They had brewers brewing beer 24 hours a day because they were so small and they had no room to expand that they were brewing 24 hours a day. They had three shifts where it got people were brewing and they would have two canning shifts for, for people to can the beer to put it out. And before COVID, they had bought a piece of land. They were going to build a bigger restaurant, a bigger brewery setup where they could mass produce their beer because they also got out of Buffalo and they were in Rochester and they wanted to expand a little bit farther. COVID happened. They couldn't do it. But within the last year, they ended up buying a different building close to where they are to expand to be able to not have 24-hour brewing um, and actually have room to do all that. But it's just like, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, they were the number one selling brewery for six years, and they couldn't get anything else going. You can't scale it up. It's hard to scale up, and that risk is huge. Because yeah. if you scale up and then you're not making the new the margins that you need to make to pay back that investment on it, then yeah, yeah, you're 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 a thin man. Your pressure drop. Your well, th- thin like thin man's. I think thin man's biggest problem was the the two big names behind it were um uh. Schatzel, who's like a big restauranteer out in Buffalo. So Schatzel owns Coles. He owned Allen Burger Venture. Wait, he owned it? Yeah, Schatzel. Yeah, is it gone? Did he sell no. It? Okay, no, he still owns but it then. He, he owned that. Um, Blue Monk was the other one. Blue Monk, Brennan's, that. And then, um, oh, man, I can't think of the other guy's name. But he owns he owned Tapos Restaurant. He owned a bunch of other restaurants in Buffalo. And Avery? they, yes. I think it's like Rizzo, Razzo, something like okay. that. And he owned a bunch of other restaurants, and he was loaded. He was a millionaire, and he put a lot of the money into, um, into Thin Man. A couple years ago. Schatzel goes through a divorce, ends up, and again, like, he goes through a divorce, but because he owned all these restaurants, he couldn't also own this brewery. So the restaurant or the brewery was in his wife's name, but he was like in charge of it. They get a divorce, and his wife's like, mm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell this. I wanna shit. cash out. I, so Schatzel has nothing to do with Thin Man. And he was like one of those guiding places of like, hey, blah, 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 craft beer. 
So then the other guy is in charge, the money guy, who doesn't really care, hires some people, and they tell him, expand, expand, expand. Mm -hmm. So they expand all the way down the coast to Florida. But, uh uh-oh, he's going through a big rocky divorce, and he needs to sell off uh, things and liquidate. So that's why Elmwood closes, because he can make more money selling the building than basically leasing it to himself. Same reason why he closes uh, Chandler Street. And he also sells off all of his stock in Thin Man and totally walks away from it. And these people who are in charge now, I don't think have the money or the know-how to keep it going. Get Terry on the phone. Have him buy the brewery. Invest back in Buffalo. Have Thin Man beers just be at all the Buffalo Bills games, all the Buffalo Sabres games. Boom. Yeah, that didn't really work out for the Labatt Blue House brew house so let's not do that i'm kind of waiting for the moment where like thin man in a way goes up for sale or Mm -hmm. is going to sell off the people who own it are just going to sell it off what if the pickle place next door buys it (laughs) (laughs) but i'm expecting like community beer works minky boodle like i think people are going to just money grab buy recipes, buy their stuff, Mm -hmm. and then put out, you know, Big Ditch's Bliss. Even just, like, the... It has name recognition in Buffalo. Like, Mickey Boodle, like... Oh, yeah. It's my number one selling sour, you know? People still love it. And you know what I love? famous because of it. Buying comic books. Ah. Let me pull up all my comic book stuff. Hello. So while you're getting books. those pulled up, Paul, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, let's go. It's it's finally here in comic book form. <clears throat> Phase three of the High Republic from Star Wars is starting. So I'm picking up Star Wars, the High Republic number one. We're returning back to the current timeline that started in phase one. We're going to one year after the fall of the uh, Starlight Beacon. And uh, we're catching up with a now newly Jedi Master Eve Trennis uh, as she uh, tries to lead a desperate uh, group of Jedi against the the invading forces of uh, Mark Chanro and the Nile. So it's been a minute since we uh, did a word books with friends. Who's Mm -hmm. Eve Trennis? Because I don't remember. She was a Jedi Padawan in the comic books of. uh, uh, Oh, okay. The girl with the. Okay. All right. Yeah. um, I'm. uh, Okay. Thank you. It's been a minute. So. Yeah. Now she's a Jedi Master. It's a year after the events of. The first. Yeah. So she's. So we're keeping on with her in the comic book realm. Um, leaving this. So. Cool. Hopefully I, the force is with her. It's six dollars. I'm not going to make you guys buy it, but I'm excited to see I mean, catch if, back up. If you buy it and if you like it, I don't mind because this is a corner of Star Wars that I really do enjoy. Did you see that new the, uh, that new lightsaber that's coming out? No. The the High Republic lightsaber. No, it's I didn't. Be at, it, uh, really s- cool. Send it to me. <laughs> so I, cool. I'll, otherwise, I'll forget to look it up. Um, 
My only issue with these Star Wars comic books is there are just so many of them, it was hard to keep up on. So I had the thing where it's like, oh, you know what? I'll just buy the trades when they go on sale. But then there were so many mm -hmm. that I needed to buy to catch up, and there was so much more stuff coming out that I was like, this is a fool's errand. I can't do this. And even today, I had the day off from work, and I went through the next couple months just looking at the books that were coming out, the solicitations, and there's this like, Star Wars stuff coming out, and I'm like, oh, Mace Windu number one. I would pick that up, but then I had to stop myself and be like, well, if I pick it up, I'm not going to buy number two because there's all these other Star Wars books that I was reading or wanted to read that I haven't picked up, so I, I can't do it. Too much content. Plus, we did that other Mace book, and it sucked. So, well, that was... Yeah. Was that like a one-shot? <clears throat> no, it was a series. It was a series? Okay. He put a team together to go do something, and the art was atrocious. Well, I mean... Art I mean, and... it was bad. He had an idea, though. Mace Windu. Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury. I was linking it together because he said he put a team together. John, did you look up your book? Yeah. Sometimes uh, they don't work, guys. I, I try. I, so I was looking the for the uh, picture of the thing to send to Chris, and I found it. I sent it to him on Instagram, where you can follow us, listeners. Because if I put it in the middle of the show, like Chris put it at the beginning <laughs> of the show, you can't escape it. At Bag and Board. Is it at Bag and Board or Bag and Boardcast? Board. I should follow it at Peg Board. Uh, the book I'm looking forward to is Punisher number one. Uh, Frank Castle has disappeared after being the leader of the hand. Um, but somebody still needs to punish evil. So somebody else has taken the mantle. And um, they say it's John Week. John Wick meets the fugitive in this action-packed new saga. Uh, but looking at the covers, it's like, hey, you know what? The Punisher suit kind of looks cool. And it's like a new Punisher suit, new Punisher suit. Um, Scotty, uh, I want to say Scotty Young. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, kind of Punisher. And then there's Moon Knight with a werewolf and then i'm like well mark specter isn't the moon knight anymore he died is mark specter is mark specter gonna be the punisher why else would there be a moon knight on the cover of this punisher book uh so it's uh, a weird crossover thing that they do every once in a while they... i don't know isn't iron man the new, new moon knight I thought he was somebody. The new no, no, Iron Man married Emma Frost. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Iron Man. Iron Man married Mary. Uh, yeah. The White Queen. And also, Paul, I recognize this lightsaber because it's on the cover of the uh the one book. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember the dude's name, but yeah, that's a cool, cool one. It's, it's cool. It's not. Camera. It's not Avar Chris because yeah. that's the woman who has another really cool lightsaber. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Do you want it, Paul? Because I can go to Galaxy's Edge and get it for you. I'm planning on being there. Jeez, oh, that's wary. Okay, okay. 
slush funds, slush funds, gotcha. I'm, I'm planning on going there January 29th. I have it on a Google Doc. Mm. Well done. Kate, Kate says she does not want to go to Hollywood Studios. She'd rather have it. Okay, so she's gonna resort. stay. At, she's gonna stay at the hotel, and then you're like, "All right, I'll go." And then she won't even know you get it, Paul. Wow, masterfully done. I'll go with you. I, I won't. So. I won't get it, but we can go to Oga's and oh yeah, get some Star Wars beers. And Docking uh, Bay 7, which I haven't been to yet. Oh, Docking Bay 7 is pretty good. Uh, John, this does look like a good Punisher book. Yeah. Chris, I'm interested in checking it out. Chris, are, are you going to get a good book or are you going to get a bad book? I'm hoping to get a good book. Um, there's a few books coming out that I'm looking forward to getting. And this one is something new that I'll probably be checking out. Because uh, this is Zawa and the Belly of the Beast. Number one, and this is being written and drawn by Michael Dianalis, who did the Into the Woods book that we read with uh, mm-hmm. him and James Sinian IV. And then he also did Wind, which we did as a trade and policy like last year or maybe two years ago. Now. I don't remember. It's in the back catalog. Just look for it. Um, but this takes place in a pollution filled future where there's a guardian spirit who has to eat trash to survive this is coming out from boombox so this is boom studios like all age you know kids imprint uh, but just based off of the heart that michael puts into his work in something like wind i'm expecting this to be very like heartstring tugging uh it sounds almost kind of like a, a fern gully-esque um green like pollution message so i'm gonna see uh see how this goes it's a limited series i think it's only supposed to be like four or five issues but yeah zawa and the belly of the beast the belly of the beast you know what needs to be in my belly another beer but first john we got anything coming up and now, a dramatic reading from Transformers, number one, page 31, panel two. I'm going to scroll up. <laughs> Can't even read it. Yeah, you shouldn't send it the way you send it. Let, hold on, let me load it. <laughs> I send it on oh, my it's phone not like fun when people play the game on you, huh? Not at the last second. Sight. I had your panel like all loaded. <laughs> I'd like to think that John did pick the panel that he sent, but then after we were like, oh, I'm surprised. He was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to do it this way now. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're, I'm ready now. Oh, you're ready now? Yeah. Every, ready. Everyone? Everyone, yeah. he's ready now. He's ready let now. Let me get. He's got his Transformers in his hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, are you going to reintroduce it or no? No. 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 Okay. I'll cut all of this out. (laughs) No, leave it. Leave it. Well, not from the episode, but from the the post. Yes. From the post. Do all the stuff they say. Do all the work they say. Well, I'm too tired too. 
I'm wounded too. And I here I am having to do all this by myself. What? Paul, I'm going to ask you to redo it because I was talking over the beginning of it. And, and pick a different voice. <laughs> but it's Starscream. <laughs> no, it's not Starscream. Go by yourself, they say. Do all the work, they say. Well, I'm tired, too. I'm wounded, too. And here I am, having to do all this, all by myself. And that was a dramatic reading from Transformers number one, page 31. Panel two. That was a lot. I need a drink. And I'm glad I grabbed this one. I actually sent a picture of this can to you guys a couple weeks ago when I went to my beer store. Because this is also from Mason Aleworks. Uh, This is their Rock Solid. And this is a hazy double IPA brewed with citra hops. 8%. Uh, this one, though, has the ever-loving blue-eyed thing on the can. He looks a little bit different, though. This is yeah. not, like, a straight-up copy like the Wolverine one. Like, his chest is a little bit more skeletal. Like, you can kind of see, like, the yeah. ribs. But it's still obviously reminiscent of Ben Grimm, the thing. Uh, this Hazy Double IPA is better than just the regular Hazy IPA that I had, the Weapon X. Uh Again, part of their Immortal series. I really enjoy this one a lot. Um, very nice, sweet, like citrusy hop. I do enjoy Citra, but this one's fantastic. I was looking to see if they had anything else from Mason there. And just do like a Mason Knight. Uh, unfortunately, my beer store did not, but I don't know. I would try to seek out more from them. Just, I mean, can art school. But based off the taste of this one, I, I think they deserve a little bit more attention than I than I gave them at first with the Weapon X. Nice. John looks confused by his beer. So, Paul, why don't you go next? I'm drinking uh, from another big hitter in the uh, New England style IPAs and also the IPAs. Uh, this is a double dry hop. This is from Other Half. Because I wanted to try out Prison City and Other Half kind of back to back. Unfortunately... I wanted to pick out something in similar price point, not, and I probably should have went just like spent the extra couple bucks to get, you know, a New England style IPA, new versus New England style IPA, but, you know, I was going similar price, and this is Juice Lovers. This is their double dry hopped Indian Pale Ale, and uh, this is clocking in at hopefully nothing too crazy. Uh, 8.2. 8.2. It's still a little crazy. Uh, this is easy drinking. This is smooth. This is juicy. It says it's double dry hopped. But um, the last one was giving me uh, a nice big resiny, like waxy kind of like taste on the back end. This is just all smooth, just straight juice. Little tiniest bit of bitter at the very end. Um. They're both good. 
I think the money's well spent no matter which one you go to with uh, Prison City or other half right now. I think you're going to get, if you're buying IPAs, either one you're fine with. They're going to be they're going to be good. Uh, I was happy with the Prison <clears throat> City's uh, sour that I got. It was, you know, more of that very tart, not or very uh, a little bit acidic uh, sour, not, you know, the super fruited uh, tart kind of stuff that you would get from a Mickey Boodle. But yeah, yeah, other half in uh, Prison City, you can't go wrong. And uh, John, did he? Did you know that um, Treehouse is opening up a new location in Saratoga Springs? Yep. It's going to be so close. It's not going to be eight hours away. It's only going to be four hours away. It's still going to be a drive, but it's yes. still going to be a drive. But we could go spend the weekend, get some beers, put some money on some ponies. That's not even a weekend, like three hours. That's a day trip. Yeah. Three, four hours. So you could get there in one day. You can get there in one day. It's and back. It's going to be more than four hours, but yes. Yeah. Saratoga uh, Springs. That, that sounds cool because uh, I was talking to a waitress. We were at a restaurant last kid and I were at a restaurant for Monday Funday last night and she was wearing a treehouse like shirt. And I went, oh, treehouse. And I took off my hat, realizing then that I wasn't wearing a treehouse hat that I had <laughs> that I was thinking about wearing and then didn't because I was wearing like a gray top. So I thought it was all too gray. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's how it is. It's what I was At so any re- time, did you pop your top off? Who's got to pop that top off there? No, no I didn't take sure off my top. I took off my hat and then looked at it and realized it wasn't a tree, the treehouse hat. Um, but we started talking. She talked about the Saratoga Springs, and she also she went to the one in Cape Cod. That's oh, right on yeah. the ocean, right on you know, right there. It's beautiful location. And Kate and I were talking about the one in Cambria, and we love that location. So. Saratoga Springs, big resort town, like known for its like kind of cool architecture, uh, resort getaway kind of feel. So we're very excited to see what they do there. Yeah, I think they Treehouse has the the money Mm -hmm. and Treehouse is doesn't need to doesn't need distributors. They have a name. They're a place where people want to come. But I think people are less are not coming to their massachusetts places as much as they were so it's like oh people still want our beer they just don't want to travel as far let's well, give them i blame paul for that closer. because people are finally catching up on our episodes and they're hearing just all the difficulties that paul has had <laughs> driving in massachusetts so <laughs> then people are driving on their way there and then like paul's like oh the roads and there's like nope and then they just turn around no 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 the one's outside it's in massachusetts but it's right off the 90 you just get off the 90 pull in get in line pick up your beer they even bring like golf carts out so you can load up the golf carts and they'll drive you back to your car with all your beer it's glorious yeah they're smart they actually they bought a golf course too so you can go and golf and drink their beer while you golf and they bought it for like oh, we like golf. So they bought it so they could golf there and also like 
hey, we can have receptions here and parties mm-hmm. and people can get married and the, the groomsmen and all that can go golfing and do all that. Like, they're pretty smart. So when they're opening this place up, they're close to New York City. All those people mm-hmm. in New York City, which are going to be big buyers, will go up to Saratoga because it's not that far from the city. People in New York and Pennsylvania and Jersey and all these other places have no problem mm-hmm. popping up there to go there versus driving all the way to Massachusetts. Like it's it's smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, other half also their other half's opening up a place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They bought like a theater. It was like a theater that had closed down. They bought that theater. They're making it into a bar and a place like a venue for music and stuff like that like some of these there are breweries that have been expanding and i feel like are are smart about it they have a name they have a people that want them and yeah why not i you know we were talking about expanding in the wrong way last time we were talking about beer so i wanted to talk <laughs> about expanding in the right way or ways that we're excited about you know and uh yeah i liked the other half there was their pop-up thing location in the city of here in Buffalo, right across from Salem Field. The two times that I went to watch a baseball game, hopped there first, like grabbed a beer from the other half and then went over. So it's yeah. good. Where, yeah, and they're opening where was it a, over there. It's they you know where uh Seneca Tower is? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's there. Okay. It's right there. I was trying to think like they're, what in that area would like accommodate something like that, but okay. They built a new little glass kind of area it's like a like a big glass building mm-hmm. um but they're uh opening a new place in buffalo too that's they're gonna do i think like food and have more of a a place in buffalo i i didn't look when i was up there back in april is southern tier still over there and uh yes. we're 716 okay yep yeah that's the old 716 yeah uh brew houses southern tier decent you know if you like 716 you'll like that version i mean it's the same it's a cool spot but i I do like southern tier beers like it it's a good area because it's like really close to the arena there yeah yeah and i like that tim hortons because it's the one place you can get the buffalo sabers themed uh donuts so uh when i went to um the harbor center John can wait. Uh, I went to the Harbor Center, uh, Tim Hortons, and I got another travel mug because at my job, I had my other Tim Hortons cup, and our cleaning lady threw it away because she didn't realize it was like a reusable cup. She thought it was just like a plastic mm-hmm. cup, and I was very upset by by that. So. I'm sorry, but... That's fine. Yeah, and it was just a plastic cup. I bought another yeah. one. They're not that expensive. It was like $4. All right. Chris I'm like thinking the plastic too. cups that I get like when I go to like a uh, Cabana Bay and it's like seventeen dollars just for oh, free refills. Living the dream, John. <laughs> Hi, I'm John. John, you got a beer there, I see. Yeah, I was very, very excited because I was like, "It's back, baby!" Stones Chocovesa, one of my favorite Stone beers of all time. I can't wait to. They have Imperial out inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. That's not in a and bottle. It's not in a bottle. It's in a can. The last couple of years they had oh. done, did this. They put it in cans. They haven't done it, I think, in two or three years. 
Um, but they must have loved has no flavor. Uh, this is very upsetting. The peppers are like miles away on this beer. Choco Vaso was so good. It was one of my favorite beers. It's it's very disappointing. When I say Choco Vaso, my been, tongue salivated a little bit. And I could almost, I had taste memory. I've been happened. chugging this beer, trying to like, is it just on the bottom of the can? Like shaking it up, trying to get it going. Uh, 8.1% and I'm this far through it. So I don't know if I have a bad can or it just is not what it used to be. Um, but it's very, possible. very disappointed in this uh, because this doesn't taste at all. With the like, because this was so good with the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the peppers. It's yeah. delicious. It perfect Mexican hot chocolate beer. Um, yeah. So uh, behind the scenes stuff, John sent us a picture of the beers that he had and he was possibly going to be drinking for tonight's show. So when I went to my beer store, I was trying to find stuff. Well, trying to find those beers, but then trying to find something that I could match it with. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. But my uh, beer store did have like tall boy cans of clown shoes. It was like some offshoot of chocolate sombrero and i was like oh okay. well i can't get choco vase if i could get that one and like i was like let me check because I, I think i've had that before so i checked untapped and that's actually one that they had in the like 12 Christmas. days of clown shoes thing so i was like oh well i'm not gonna get a beer that i've had before even though i did rate it at like a 425 i was like oh i'm not i'll get something different uh yeah but now i kind of wish i had just because i could be like oh well, I have this really good this one's, version. This one's good. Uh, that, that new clown, sh- that new clown shoe box is or is back out. The twelve beers of mm. Christmas. I'm think, pretty sure it's so? the exact same beers. I'm because if there was going to be some different stuff, even if it was like a couple of the same, the two years that we've done that, I think I get my value out of it enough. Even if it's a beer that I don't love, it's still. It's the Good only enough time that I I'm drink. like, yeah, this is fine. It's the only time I drink clown shoes now. Like, it's been a whole year since I've had clown shoes. <laughs> I would do it again. But if yeah. it's the same things that's literally the exact same things that have been in it, like the other years, I, I would It might be a variation of barista. It might be a variation of the one galaxy cake. But everything else looks exactly the same. Hmm. You're not, you're not not selling it because <laughs> I mean, like, they yeah, are still good. They're still good, but uh, and also try to do different beers. Like I buy one thing and I'm planned for the next month for the <laughs> podcast, and it's something that I won't drink not on the show, so it's like locked in versus other beer that I buy and I'm like, oh, this could be for the show, and then it's like, oh, Paul, we're recording, and I'm like, I. I got to go buy a new more beer because I drank the beer that I was saving for the show because we didn't record last week. So, yeah, but we didn't record last week because of you. Last week, I did pick up a a Voodoo Ranger sampler pack. I couldn't do it. It was like an updated version of it. But 
I couldn't do the other days because yeah. it was the last week of Horror Nights. It happens. It happens. Um, <laughs> it has, like, the regular Voodoo Ranger. It has, like, an experimental, like, Cold Ranger. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other two were, but... It's cashmere like, IPA, and it's because I picked up that for it. Okay, thank it's you. It's in my fridge right now. It's I, and one other one. Yeah, cold. I started treating it just like a fridge filler because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to drink four IPAs on the podcast. Like, it was one of those things where I was like sitting there, I was like, oh, I was dumb for thinking this. And then today I brought two IPAs that are in like 16 ounce cans. I don't, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think. Um, I bought that 12 pack for the fridge filler just so I would have something to drink because I was on my last one of this Linus Loves uh, mm. Juicy. I was on my last one of the Snow Report and uh, I had two or three more left of the other half. So, all right. So, we've been talking about beer a lot. So, I'm going to keep it going. Uh, the 12 Beers of Christmas this year has the Space Cake Double IPA, which we've had before. Yep. There's the Galactica Dank Nebula West Coast IPA. So, one new one. The Mad Perf. Sesh, session IPA, two new, new ones, Mango Kolsch, old one, yep. Tecos Mexican Cerveza, which I think is a new one. They have like a... No, we had the Mexican Cerveza last year. Was that the same? Yeah, but that was like the Luchador. I think this is a different one. Mexican Luchador. Still just sounds different. It's probably close, but I think that's the third one. Aurora Orangialis, which fourth different beer. It's an IPA with orange zest. Coconut Sombrero Mexican Stout. They had that one before. One Man Holiday Belgian Quad. I think that was we, in the other one. Yeah, it was, was in the other one. Uh, the Reindeer Games IPA. We yeah, had that we one. We had that before. Lacor Yule Dragon Spice Imperial Stout. We had that one, but it was really good. Uh, yeah. The Royal Standard We Heavy. We had that one. Also mm-hmm. really good. And then the Burnt Caramel Brown Ale. Had that one, but I think that one was good, too. Yeah. So it would be four different beers. I think it's worth it. <laughs> it's it's I'm, not, I'm not it's not worth it because you're just being lazy, Paul. You just don't like oh I don't work at a beer store. I gotta make a special <laughs> trip. I gotta go out and plan this versus like yeah, I show up right the office the and I'm street. like hmm. you live right down the street from a consumer's Yeah, construction is going on on that street though, and it's a pain in the butt <laughs> to make them left out of. Alright, yeah, but you also live near Plenty of stuff and work near plenty of things where you can buy it. So, uh, <clears throat> looking at the 12 beers of 2022, uh, Baked Goods, Swagger. They did have the Aurora Orangialis in there. Cosmic Wobble, Blade Corn, Yule Dragon, Ranger Games, Royal Center. The Mexican beer that they have is called Lucha. But then they also have the Coconut Sombrero, One Man Holiday, the Burnt Caramel, and Space Cake. So... Like three it, beers, and one of them is a Mexican lager, which is nothing. Yeah, but we can't listen to John about Christmas traditions because he hates Christmas. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. He wants to open up all his presents before Christmas. Doesn't have a favorite movie. Doesn't have a favorite uh, ornament. Ornament. Doesn't have a favorite de- uh, decoration. Does not have a favorite Christmas food. The guy is done with no, Christmas. Hold, hold on, let me... Eggnog uh, pie is my favorite Christmas. Let me go back through my notes. Oh, I, John does have a holiday tradition here. He likes to go to the store and tip over the Salvation Army donation bucket. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Come on. 
It's okay because he doesn't grab any of the money. He just lets other people do it for him. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like Robin Hood. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Robin Hood stole from the rich and gave it to the poor. You're just taking from the poor. I'm not taking anything. I. Alright, so we're All gonna right. get back in and talk about these comic books that we read. But Paul, before we talk about the comic books that we have, we have another beer. Do we? I do. Uh, okay. I think John opened like three more beers as the I last opened one. Up, I opened up a Fest beer and it didn't taste very good. So then I was like, you know, what do I have? Oh, I got Pier Pale Ale from Trillium Brewing. I believe I already had this on the show with Paul. But I was like, you know what? I want a beer that I can just sit and enjoy. Right. If it's, if it's not, not Prison City, Paul won't talk year, about it. That's a two-month-old beer right there. I bought that beer. It is still good. If you bought it at Consumers, it's like a five-month-old uh, beer. No, I bought it at the um, brewery. And Kate loves that brewery, by the way. Trillium? Yeah. She's like, everybody was so nice. Everybody was like, hey, we're just... Whatever you guys want, take your time. Like... The service was there was great. And I'm like, I'm going to buy some beer. And they're like, cool. You know, go up there, buy some beer, you know, take it out with you. It's cool. Like, uh, Trillium in Boston, good time. Like, I said, do the do the uh, Freedom Trail with the actor and then go to Trillium. Like, it's those accurate? are my two recommendations. Yeah, the, the Ben Franklin guy. No, it wasn't Ben Franklin. Oh, the, oh, oh a reenactor. Yeah. 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 Yep. Don't do, just Paul? do the Freedom Trail on your own. Like, pay for the experience to have somebody take you on the trail. Did I tell you that? I mean, I, we just spent like an hour of us is bullshitting, but. But uh, those hours are now two half hour, <laughs> not episodes. So, content guys, always record. Always record. Um, Did I. With work, we went to. um. I went and had a lunch with uh, Sam Colleone from Dogfish Head and Jim Cook from Boston Beer Company. You sent a a thing about it. You didn't like uh, talk about it though. Like a video conference, but not like. Uh, Oh yeah, that was with Sam. Um, But we went and had like a beer pairing between like different their beers with food and everything. Was that during the time that I was breaking like every OSHA? violation while standing on top of something that I shouldn't be standing yeah, on yeah, top yeah, of. Yeah, 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 something like yeah, cool, that. Cool, 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 uh, cool, but cool, I, cool. I, uh, I had a uh, really nice time uh, at this at this luncheon. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Cook came over and sat at our table and sat there for most of the thing. Um, a lot cooler of a guy than you think of. Like, it's kind I of only a, know him from like the the Boston yeah. Beer Company commercials from like 20 years ago. So kind of like that you in like being like a beer snob, you kind of think like, uh, Jim Cook, like, yeah, uh, he sold out. He's not cool. But he's not he's, punk but they rock. never like actually sold out. No, he never sold out. Um, but he's actually he's actually like kind of a really cool guy. Got some really great stories. But he sat down at the table and he sat down at the end like it's a big square table, but everybody's seated as a horseshoe because you're supposed to be looking at the front. And there's like a little dais where he was supposed to be sitting with Sam and he sat down with us. So he doesn't have a place setting or anything and doesn't have any glasses. And I have like eight glasses lined up in front of me. So he like 
grabs one of my glasses, pours some beer in it, looks at the glass, looks at me, hands it to me. And then he grabs another one of my glasses and pours it and starts drinking it himself. And he does that for like all of my glasses. So then finally, like I get up, there's an empty table. I grab more glasses and bring them over. And he's like, oh, good thinking. And then he gets up and walks, <laughs> he walks away and goes sits at another table by that point. But uh, I was just like, eh, Jim Cook kept stealing my glasses. Uh, you were presumptuous. Right. And that's what caused him to run away. <laughs> Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, but one of the things that I took away from that is the way that him and Sam from Dogfish Head talked and talked more about their partnership of them being kind of folded in together and becoming a partnership is I feel like uh, Jim Cook is going to be stepping down soon and leaving the Boston Beer Company empire to sam 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 so it really Uh, sort of like those like eight episodes of brewmasters i love that dude like oh yeah john Uh, how do you feel knowing that's what your wife is doing to you and now you're going to have to do all child rearing uh rearing uh, do you, do you guys know that I'm the disciplinary in my house? <laughs> really? You're the I'm heavy. I'm surprised by you that. You can't be the heavy. I'm the heavy. I thought. No, she's the heavy. Shut up. Uh, Sue. Sue. <laughs> is, Sue is secret heavy. She, she is. Sue doesn't do anything. But when I'm the heavy, she gives me the. <laughs> you're doing a good job. Look, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's yes. a real heavy. She's a really the, heavy, but when she she's does, giving you that look, guess where the kids are looking? At Sue. No, they're looking at mom going like, no, my dad's yelling. Don't let him yell at me. But no, I thought I thought Caitlin was going to be like, oh, she's this is great. I'm already the fun dad. She's going to be well, the because that's how she is with you. She's going to be the mean parent. She's a, the kids got her wrapped around his finger. And I gotta be the bad guy all the time. Heavy as the crown. Yeah. And then I feel oh, bad because then I feel like I'm guilt tripping my kid where I'm like, buddy, I'm the fun dad. I wanna have fun with you. I don't wanna yell. Stop being bad. But that's how you raise a kid like me. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> I turned out great. Let me open up <laughs> another beer. <laughs> Uh, Grayson told Caitlin the other day, like, ah, when I grow up, I want to sell beer like dad. <sighs> but when I'm older, there's not going to be any beer. So I'm going to sell iguanas. <laughs> Is he like some sort of like seer? Is this like know. prophetic? Like no beer, <laughs> only iguanas. Only iguanas. You know what? You know what's great about that? Prophecy. I got nothing to tie me down. I can just off myself. When, <laughs> when that future comes, I can be like, no beer, no Paul. Boom. I don't Done. know if I'll be alive for it. Uh, everyone missed, because it's an audio podcast, of Paul putting his fingers under his chin and pulling the trigger. Paul, just think, the great Bagden Broadcast comeback episode after a second prohibition ends, <laughs> and then we can talk about beer again. Well, guess what? 
You can do it with That's where you can board. finally use that picture of Paul that, <laughs> that we I put got, up years ago. I got it right over there. The in, uh, in memory. Should I, I should send it to you for the uh, art for this episode. Yeah, I'll put right? it up. You can, you can see it. Follow us on Instagram, Bag and Board. Uh, John, you got a beer? I, I talked to that That started you, all of this. I don't remember who went. Paul, do you Chris, have a beer? No. Chris, okay. you got a beer. I have <laughs> a beer. Why do you say no so annoyed and angry? Because Cause it's been an hour since the last time we talked about something related to the show, probably. <laughs> uh, that's fine, Paul. You, you can go. You you go. Um, I'm drinking a beer from Parish Brewing Company. They are based out of Louisiana. And I've had one of their beers, probably a couple of their beers before. Uh, but one of the other from this line, because this is their drive-through line, because in Louisiana they have drive-through daiquiri shops. And previously I had the Tiger Blood, but now I'm drinking the Purple Nine Thousand, which is a Berliner Weiss style beer with boysenberry, marionberry, and grape. Eight uh, percent ABV. Again, we've been talking for a while just about bullshit. Off air, but also on air because you'll hear that on the Parks and Rec <laughs> feed, and then also the Bang Board feed as the Barbecue Boys. But I'm already at the bottom of this, and it's just really nice and sweet and drinkable. It's everything that you want from a Berliner Weiss. When I poured it into my glass, I was just in awe of like the deep purple, rich color of it. And you know, I'm a kind of guy. That likes to sniff I'm a kind my beers. of guy. I'm a kind of guy that likes to sniff my beers to see what they're going to look like. Uh, but as soon as I poured this one, I was like, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Um, and it hits all of those notes. Purple 9000. It's just a delightful. It, it's not a candy beer because it's a daiquiri beer, but it's just a, a wonderful, fun grape and berry sour like this is fantastic this is a perfect like you drink it cold and a hot day beer and i probably would have finished it even though i only have like a couple sips left it's fine i have other ipas we talked about them off show maybe on show on one of the side episodes because i got that food ranger pack i'll probably drink another one because we got comic books to talk about unless paul's drinking another beer nope nope just switch back to one of the ones that i hadn't finished yet there we go. But guys, it's been two hours. Let's yep. head into the main topic. Uh, Comic books. We read a bunch for October of 2023, but we're only going to be talking about three of them. So, John, we didn't talk about the order we're doing everything in. So, John, you have your I, phone up. What book do you have open? I, I have Sandman because I was going to I enjoyed all of these books but I was going to say, let's do it from worst to best. Oh, you. Ooh. OK. Oh, I you would put bad. Sandman as worst, really. I like See, them all, but I, I think I like I like the Jay Garrick Flash and Transformers better. I don't think any of these books were the worst. I have a least favorite, which would be. Wesley Dodd Sandman. But there's nothing wrong with this book. I still no, really I, enjoyed I, it. I I I mean we can all leave this all because I agree, 
Yeah, no, that, that's why I was saying it this way, because mm-hmm. it I, says we're recording, so hey. You're so handsome now. No, let's not to be like, look at this dumbass. <laughs> but Paul, uh, is this your least favorite book, too? You know what? I don't want to say I don't want to put it as if it's my least favorite. Okay. Because I think it's good. I mean, we always do our power rankings. The only reason I said this is because like John and I both if, said, if I power rank it, it's number three. It's number three. Yeah, but, but it's not bad. Barely. It's not bad. And no, barely I, exactly. I, I, I still really dug it. I think mm-hmm. it. I think the art is it fits this book perfectly. All right. Uh, John, I, set it up. It goes higher than some of the other books that I read during the month. Yeah. So some I, of the other book, like it would go. I if I read, I read five books this month. It's in my top three. Yeah. Because I liked it better than the Green Lantern that I read, the Alan Scott Green Lantern. So I I like this book. It was the first book I read out of the three that we were doing for the show. Right. I think this is a really good Wesley Dobbs. Coming back after the Matt Wagner run of Sandman Mystery Theater. This is the second time we've gotten Wesley Dobbs return. The two times being this year with the ghost or zombie uh, Dodd in the Nightmare, uh, DC's Nightmares or whatever. But this feels like going home with this character again. The character that this is my Sandman. I fell in love with this Fighting character. words, sir. Fighting words. I, I fell in love with this character reading Sandman Mystery Theater. I got like six or seven of the trades on my wall there. I really love this this character. This is a good version of that character. It's missing some of the nuance that Matt Wagner brought to it. And that's probably what dropped it down a little bit. But... I knew when I read the solicitations, I knew it was going to happen. I knew inviting him to the party was going to be somebody going in and stealing his old formulas. Like I knew all of that stuff was going to happen. So every time they introduced a character, I was like, oh, is this the guy that's going to steal it? Is this the guy that's going to steal it? But I think the book looks great. I think the, the story is good. I'd stay on this book. But when I read Jay Garrick, which was the next book I read, I was like, I like this book better. Mm-hmm. And then yes. fucking Transformers, man. What can I say? <laughs> well, don't, don't. You're getting like two books ahead. I really enjoyed the Matt Wagner Sandman Mystery Theater as well. And then Robert Venditti, I think, also did a Sandman book a few years ago. Or maybe I'm thinking like he did a question book. I can't remember. I think he did the question. Okay. That, that makes sense because I... I couldn't remember, but then I also couldn't be bothered to research it. So thank you for confirming my thoughts. I was like, I don't know. Uh, But coming out of the DC crossover event, Night Terrors, where they brought the Wesley Dodds zombie version of the Sandman back, I was excited to read this. And then when I saw it was Riley Rosmo on art, I was a little bit more dissuaded from it because he was the artist on the Tim Drake Robin book that I was sending to you guys being like, Oh, like this panel, like look at this caricature of this character that Mm -hmm. I love. Uh, guys, I think he was saving himself for this book because he is able to portray kind of a pulpiness, but it's still 
like modern looking, but it's not as caricaturized as I felt those Tim Drake Robin panels were. Uh, it looks great. It reads like an old school comic book because it's just a lot of like hoity toity dudes sitting around in suits talking about stuff. But then as soon as you see Wesley Dodds like popping up in his Sandman costume, you're like, all right, someone's getting like a haymaker to the face. And then, like, two panels later, it's going to happen. This book reads great. It looks great. I really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you this. Say something for me saying this is my least favorite book. Because, John, if you bought number two, I'd be like, all right, let's let's do number two next month. Because I really did enjoy this. If I realized this was the same artist as that Robin book, I might not have picked this up. Because I thought that Robin art was awful. This no, art I, works. This art is... He, it, he was saving himself best. for this book. Like He might have been phoning it in for Robin because he was also working on this at the time. I don't I don't know. Like I have nothing going into like mm. this conversation and his artwork. I have no preconceived notions. I just remember reading Robin and being let down by it, but... Just like going I, back through these pages right now, like this looks so, so cool and so crisp. I love it. And I don't know if it's like the coloring too. It's, it's gorgeous. This is a fantastic it. book. Paul, don't, you don't I, like it? I did not like the, the art on it. Everybody's a block. It's like he took, he's it's like, okay, I'm going to like, uh, Photoshop a rectangle here, and I'm going to chisel at the face from that. And I'm going to add glasses. Or right, chisel at the face. A rectangle, chisel at the face. But Everybody's this, the so art blocky. didn't make it unreadable for you. Yeah, it wasn't You said you still liked it. Because the art in Robin made that book. I couldn't finish the book. It was so bad. Nobody, I nobody was as bad as Robin because book. Robin had the noodle neck. Where they had the big block head and then like this thin little neck that went to that big block head. But everybody has a block head in this. Like, go to the page where everybody's like looking at the person coming in the door saluting. Uh, I could use a page. It's uh, page 14, panel one. It's just so awkward. Like, see, I I see what you're saying, but. It, just, it doesn't like, seems... read as super awkward. I I would say it's a more updated Darwin Cook style. Like, and no. I stand by no. Slap I stand by your face. Get that. It's Get not like a one for one. I'm out saying of your like, mouth. it's a very stylized version of like a superhero book, and I think it works better in I would say than Robin. I'm so, not saying like again. I'm I not think, saying like oh this he's so, he's the next Darwin Cook. I'm saying like it's I the, see that panel and I'm like no this is kind of pulpy. It's of it's the a time stylized pulpy look. It's a stylized of a stylization of a stylization. It is a photocopy of a photocopy, and it's not working for me. It doesn't work for me in that page, but on the same page, if you go to the very bottom where it's uh, him. And the business guy, like, talking, uh, Dobbs and the business guy just, like, leaning over Dobbs' shoulder. That works. 
I think that like one of the first pages where he's Sandman and he's blowing the smoke and it says like the war of the fog of war. I think that's a good looking like that's a good looking page. The second page is great because it's yeah. in the and then the the, 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 the third the panel page, breaks are all within his frame. Yeah. The third page, too, where it's his his outline and then the the smoke panels of everything going on. That might I think be this, what I'm talking about. The paint, like the art works for the tone of the book. I wouldn't say it's great art. I like the art. I think it fits. I like how he does the different colored music notes that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And even like when Wesley Dobbs is, is out on the patio, there's still like the colored music notes coming out. Like there's style to this book that I think works for the book so i just sent you guys a page from the tim drake robin book i cannot tell you the issue number because i just like searched riley rosmo tim drake robin and then outside of the covers i sent you like the first like page that i could find Mm -hmm. i feel like there's so much more care and detail put into these pages than the one that i sent you like I think there, this is a great looking book. Is there more care and detail put into these pages? Or are there these pages just people talking to each other in a room no, and not? No, action? like because even I'm just on. I don't know. Uh, page because 22. Him beating up page 19. I'm looking at page 22 where it's Wesley Dodds on the back of like a fire engine, like going through a city. And it, it there's energy to me, it. Like that took me twice to figure out what was happening. Like he jumps, he jumps on the fire truck. He jumps off the fire truck, and, and then, then the fire, and the fireman kind of looks at him. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 he's hey, grabbing he, onto the. And that might be because I was reading in a panel view, you know, could be. And now uh, I'm reading it in like on my PC. <clears throat> I mean, but go to page 19. Page 19. There's oh, that, action. The him standing over the guys in the alley there. Yeah, but even yeah, just that the, looks, that's the, great. The, that's a good the, panel. The pow, the action that happens in it. Like, that's a good that's a good page. I'm not going to it's not my favorite. He's not my favorite artist. I don't think he'd ever come close to being my favorite artist. But I think the art fits the kind of the tone of the book. And it's not as good. It's nowhere near as good as uh, Steven Siegel, who did the art in Sandman Mystery Theater that really made it pulpy and dark and edgy for those book series but i think it still it still works it still looks good it's okay i i wish it was better i i I wish it was a little bit you could say that about any comic book art even something else like oh i love this i wish it was better i i I think this works they didn't draw jay garrick as old man looking Because I'm used to Jay Garrick still looking virile, where the Jay Garrick in Jay Garrick looks elderly. Well, that's where we're going next. But also, the Jay Garrick in that book is 60 years like past his prime, I think. 
I, I can't speak to. Actually. Well, she's been the daughter's been gone for sixty years. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so is he close to eighty in this book? He, yeah, he would have to be. And also at the end of Sandman, I didn't read the backup, which is the beginning of Jigger the Flash. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that they are <clears throat> selling these books together, like the Justice Society stuff, because mm-hmm. in the back of it's the new golden Wesley age. Dodds. They have Jay Garrick the Flesh. But then in the back of Jay Garrick, they have Alan Scott, which came out, I think, last week. We we haven't actually like read it or talked about it yet. Or, Paul, maybe you read it. Um, I like that they're selling this as, like, a family of books. And I'm not going to jump too much into this because, Paul, this was your pick. Uh, Jay Garrick the Flesh. Yep. Family... I had so much more family feelings from this book than I did the actual Flash book that we talked about last month. Mm-hmm. This felt more like a family book, whereas Flash felt like a superhero book, and then they were like shoehorning family stuff into it with like Iris yeah, and yeah, kids. Yeah, because we were in the last book, we were dropped in to like the present situation. Where we're this also. One, but we're dropped into the present situation in this one yeah, because yeah. this is spinning out of the Lost Children or the, yeah. the Stargirl series. Yeah, Stargirl, the Lost Children. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Jay Garrick. Uh, the more things changed. Uh, number one, this is Jay Garrick, The Flash, uh, written by Jerry Adams, or Jeremy Adams, uh, and art by... His name is Jeremy, but you call him Jerry. You just... You know him so well. Jeremy Adams. And, uh, yeah, because three beers in, you know. Uh, Diego Oturigi uh, is the artist. We're starting back in 60 years ago because it's, you know, 1963. Uh, hopefully it's not November 22nd, 1963. And I'll let listeners figure that out. Um <laughs> Uh, this is Jay Garrick and his daughter, Naboom. John's getting up to leave. I'm assuming he has to use the restroom and get a beer, but I just want to say it's because of your, uh, your joke. A, a, a villain has taken Jay Garrick's uh, wife and also Naboom's uh, mother hostage at a dam in uh, Keystone City. Rigged the dam with a bunch of explosives. Jay Garrick goes into uh, this dismantle or disarm all the explosives where uh the boom who i'm forgetting her for actual name is um to go save uh the wife not iris judy judy thank you um but during those events suddenly something happens and jig eric and also his wife forget they ever had a daughter they're like no we've never been able to have a kid the villain's like, oh, now that the boom's gone, everything's going to work out later on. Cut to present day. Now we get, uh, because of what happened in Stargirl, uh, Judy's back. Uh, and the, the the elderly 80-year-old parents now have a teenage daughter. Uh, so, Paul, did you continue on reading these Stargirl, like Lost Children. Okay. I thought you would have, just because you're 
affinity for Stargirl and, like, the JSA characters. It felt so different and out, like, third base kind of situation where I was like, okay, what's happening here? I don't I don't even know. Because um, it was a Huntress that I didn't recognize. It was, like, everything, you know, everything that was happening over with that JSA book and then also this book, that book. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get this okay. uh, Wildcat. I don't get this Stargirl. It just, I bounced off. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, and like I said up at the front, this had everything that I wish the the Wally West Flash mm-hmm. number one had that we read last month because this felt more like a family book. Like him bringing, um, oh my gosh, uh, what, what was her name? Judy? Yeah, Judy. Is yeah, the boom. Bringing like Judy home as like, oh, well, you're welcome to stay here. Like, this is Bart's room, but like for him, it's like, oh, well, this is Bart's room. But for her, like, oh, this is my room. And it's like it kind of sparks out like yeah. how much things have changed, even though I haven't been gone. It, it pulled on like some heartstrings, even when she was like, oh, there's there's more flashes or whatever she says. Yeah, there's more like, speedsters. She's... Now we're calling them speedsters now. And yeah, we're like, <clears throat> I, I loved all of that. And then like when there's. Again, like they're in their 80s probably at this point, but they're still trying to be the protective parents. And she's like, "No, I'm, I'm a Flash. We help people." That that was straight up <clears throat> Flash level stuff. There, like she's not going to stop. Like she has the ability. She's going to help people. And I feel like that was missing from the the Flash book. Yeah, and then There's also so that thing where she's story. like, uh, Mr. Elemental. Who? Uh, he was like the worst villain ever. Mm-hmm. He was awful. That's who captured Mom. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, we don't remember him. Like, Until interesting. Like, yeah. the, the mystery, the mystery is, uh, is really what tied it in the family stuff because it does feel like such a a better flash family book than what we got with Wally. Um, yeah, I like this book a lot. I, 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 I wish my Wally West flash book was this book and looked as bright. Yeah, as this mm-hmm. book. Uh, and that's what I mean. That flash book was mi- was missing is the the bright, the light that Wally brings to it, and which Jay brings to the the Flash world too. Like those are things that they they need they need to shine, and this book shines with that. And that's why I, I was kind of like giving the, uh, the Wesley Dodds book such a hard time because like this feels more pulpy. This feels more. Of the time, but also like modern. I think this book feels a lot more modern. Yeah, I I think Wesley Dodds definitely has more like the pulp because it's him, you know, giving him what for Uh in a warehouse. I I I really enjoyed this book, and Paul, I'm sad you didn't keep up on the Star Girl series, like. Let me know more about what was happening here. You you won't. It's fine. We all do it. 
I'm not. I'm not. Hey, uh, trade, trade. Somebody pick it for the next trade and policy. Uh, I. It's not this old movie. enough for me to pick it. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. From like the eighties. I enjoyed this book enough, though, that I like when I went to the comic book store, I saw the Alan Scott book on the shelf and I was like, oh, maybe I should grab that one, too. You want me to talk about that one? I mean, if you if you read it, like, yeah, go well, ahead. Cause all right. Paul's going to talk about that. I'm going to have another handful of Cheez-Its. Okay, <laughs> so uh, some Buffalo Cheez-Its. It's actually kind of interesting. Good. It starts off with uh, Alan Scott, like. Doing some uh, didgeridoo. Uh, doing what? Some uh, didgeridoo. Good, some didgeridoo. You know, some good, some good guy stuff. And then he gets what called did into you say? the. What did you say? Didgeridoo. No, you didn't. What did you say? Fairy winks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't want to crack open a fourth beer. Uh. I'm on my gets, fifth one, buddy. I know. Got that cashmere. Cashmere Yeah. Yeah. I could open that beer up, too, but I won't because I got to work should. tomorrow. I work, too. I have to get up at 5 a.m. to take my girlfriend to work, and then I work 1 to 10. So <laughs> I'm in here for the long haul, but I'm and I'm going to be editing this and the not episodes <laughs> at like 7 a.m. So, Paul. So, so you, uh, you here we go. Alan Scott is called into uh, the office of J. Edgar Hoover, and he's like, hey, good works on stopping uh, Solomon Grundy there, uh, Green Lantern, but you got to really okay, start. So far, Paul, you're just reading the preview that they give at the end of this book. Yeah, Did yeah. you read the actual issue? So that all happens. This is all that's, that's happening, quote unquote, current day. And then we flash back to what happened during the war, World War Two. Uh, him, Alan Scott is in a relationship with a uh, with another uh, member of the uh, Navy as they're working on how to capture the Crimson Flame. That is this like power that they found at the bottom of the ocean that the United States wants to capture in order to win the war, the Great War, the War to Win Wars, World War Two. Um, so. He's working on he, him and his buddy. They create a contraption that will, you know, contain this great crimson flame power. Uh, him and him, his friend, you know, they're they're in a relationship because he's secretly so they're homosexual. more than friends. Yeah, they're more, yeah. they're more than friends. They're, they're, they're lovers, and they want to promise they want to promise each other themselves to each other. His friend gives him a ring. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Green Lantern ring. Yes. Exactly, Chris. Uh, and Listener, out, I, I had like a what? And then like I pointed my fist at the camera. And uh, so that comes into play in this the current timeline where Jay or Hoover is like, no, I got this file here. And it says J. Allen Scott. And Green Lantern looks at it. He's like, who's J. Allen Scott? I don't know who that is. And it's a picture of him and his wartime buddy, like, making out. And then he's got, he goes, <laughs> he's got that kind of a face when he sees and, that. And uh, Jager, who's <clears throat> like, hey, uh, you're going to be with the Justice Society of America next time you guys, like, 
I really feel like Paul is just describing the teaser pages at the end of the Jay Garrick book because it's everything he said. It's pretty much happened in that. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I'm looking at it right now. There's the ring. But the reason why I <laughs> didn't pick the book, she gets it at the very end. It's like it's Jay. Uh, it's uh, Scott in in Arkham Asylum being electrocuted like with the electrotherapy like so I'm like okay so what's happening what's not happening is this all a dream sequence is he like succumb to something and that's I thought it was an interesting tale but then at the very end I'm like oh I don't know what's going on and what's not going on so <clears throat> So, Paul, with what you've seen so far, are you not in on this, like, new, air quotes, hand-waving JSA? Or is there enough there that you're like, okay. I'm enough there. There's enough there. Uh, I don't want... I want the Elder Statesman to be the Elder Statesman, though, and not be completely damaged. It seems like they are the Elder Statesman still, though. Yeah, but it seems like they're going to break Alan Scott, and that's why... Because I had a hard time be picking between the Flash, Shia Garrick, or the Green Lantern. Because I thought you guys would enjoy the Green Lantern more because we're a Green Lantern podcast. At least we were. Yeah, but we're not an Alan Scott podcast. But we have respect. Yeah. I I definitely have respect for Alan Scott. And I, I I don't love that they've... And it, it, it doesn't, like, matter... Mm-hmm. To me, but I don't like that they've just been like, he's gay, because mm-hmm. I feel like they've just done that with a lot of characters. Oh, uh, Tim Drake, he's gay. No, he's bi. It, but, I mean, if any of the rounds would like, be bi, it would probably be Dick Grayson. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But then it's like, uh, Superman's son. He's gay. Like it just seems like they're just. It's a coin toss. It's yeah, not an it's, actual it's, like it's not character decision. It's like we need to make X we, amount of characters. But it's just like arbitrary of just going mm-hmm. like eh, them. And this isn't. This feels like it's the Earth Two, Jay Garrick, that mm-hmm. they that I they like. I that really like that book a lot though. But that I, I was a better book when, than but, was, yeah. but with this, it's like you're trying to fold these characters back in and they're like, oh, let's just keep that. Mm-hmm. Let's keep I the, think that they might be keeping that because that's like an interesting hook for that character. Like, yes, first Green Lantern is interesting enough, but to have him be gay is like an added great scientist at a level ahead of, of a huge uh, Media multi-conglomerate. Yeah. Well, they like, they just had they, to make them rich to to warrant them being superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big thing. It really, I mean, the big I, the, I the get, big thing was like Spider-Man when they're like, "Hey, he's a poor college student." Poor. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, John. Like it, him being gay doesn't bother me, but I understand like you're like oh, it's kind of like almost like pandering. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, you can make the character gay. You can have these things. It's 
I'm I'm fine with it. It's like in the movies, like the Ben Affleck Daredevil when they made the Kingpin black. I was fine with it. When Just that he he fit uh, he that did role. he did a great job. Yeah. In uh, the the thing it. that the thing that I found was annoying. What the thing that I like the problem that I had with like Fantastic Four when they made Johnny Storm black. I was mad that they didn't just make Sue Storm black mm-hmm. and that okay. Sue Storm is white because she's adopt she's adopted by that that father. Like I didn't see that movie, but But I okay. was I was more annoyed that like she should have just she should have been black too. Like mm-hmm. you made the one character black but then you copped out by making Sue Storm white. Like yeah. if you're going to do it like do Commit. it Mm-hmm. But it it's some of this is just like characters that it's arbitrary. Like you said, coin toss, like eh, nobody really cares about this character. How can we make people care? Let's make him gay. Like it's not like earned it. It's not like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel real. It just feels like the a choice just somebody made. All right, John. Now I have to ask. GSA lineup. Who do you make gay? Hmm. Um, wildcat. I was gonna yeah, wildcat. Wildcat. <laughs> That's who I thought too. I, I don't know why. It just it repressed it, anger issues, fighting in a ring, like it kind of works. And I he never was tied down with anybody. And yeah, even like with Black Canary, you treated her like a like a daughter kind of mm-hmm. a care, you know, with all yeah. like a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I think he. I think he definitely a hundred percent works. He would work. I think, yep, with Black Canary, it's like, no, I understand how hard it is to be different in this ring where you have to be fighting. So, yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, totally works. Ted fits, like, yeah, <clears throat> give me that book. Yeah, and even, like, you, you said Ted, and I thought, like, oh, Ted Cord. Mm-hmm. Ted Cord would work as a gay, yeah. a gay hero. Buy it. You know, there's just some of those characters that, I don't know, that just, like, you say I would go I, with Starman tonight. He I don't know alienated from the rest of his family. He just didn't fit in. He's, like, doing his own thing. Like, yeah. It all works. Yeah. Talk about Starman a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> all the X-Men. I just think all the X-Men. All the X-Men. Allegory. Allegory. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I like the Flash. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, just how the Green Lantern ended was the one thing that I'm like, OK, did I just read something that actually happened or is it all just like in his mind because he's being electrocuted or, with the yeah, electroshock therapy? Being... Yeah. I always forget that Alan Scott. They put him tied to Gotham City yeah. as Gotham City's superhero. And that was just because of the GSA book that uh, was written in. I think, you know, years later. I I don't know if he had the Gotham ties before that. I don't think so. Because I feel like Gotham was a... I feel like Gotham was a Batman film. Yeah, was created for Batman. But I really liked liked the Flash. I thought Mm -hmm. everything tied together well. And the mystery, like, that kind of looms at the end wanted me to read issue two and the villain and, was just waiting for it yeah and 
I what I have to say too is like all of these books that we read this month, I would read issue two. Uh, and I issue think, number two of Transformers number well, Transformers number one, which we're talking about, comes out this week, and I'm super amped to pick this up. And I, I think all of the art fit each one of these books, but I have little things in each art that I'm like, eh. I think in this trans, the way that the Transformers are drawn are spot on but I do not love the way that people are drawn in this book. Okay. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of people in it. And when you're seeing them, it's like in the corner of a panel because you're trying to watch the Transformers stuff. Cause that's going to head into Transformers number one coming out from image comics as part of the Skybound imprint, because guys, we're now living in the Energon universe. Uh, Transformers number one spinning out of Void Rivals, uh, which we read like four or five months ago now, which launched this whole sub imprint uh, written by Robert Kirkman. You know him from Walking Dead, Battle Pope, Invincible, Marvel Team Up, um, Marvel Zombies, Marvel Zombies. Void Rivals was kind of the surprise book. And I talked about it when I was. Did you keep well, up on that? I'll, I'm still. I'll be talking about that more when we do our uh, annual look back. Because, yes, I did keep up on it. <laughs> I love that book. Um, and it's because of that book that I picked this up. And looking forward, I will be picking up Duke number one and Cobra Commander number one. It's a weird shared universe, but there's enough stuff in Void Rivals and now Transformers that they have my attention. Because, you know, we talked about it months ago, but Void Rivals, two uh, enemies from rival planets crash land on a planet. They have no resources. They need to figure out a way to get out. Oh, they find a machine. Oh, we can salvage parts for our spaceship. Can you get it here? Turns out the parts that they're finding are coming from Jetfire, the Transformer, uh, who's then like, nope, got to get out of here. Things are happening. Flies away. And then their story continues from there. And it's super engaging. And the closest thing I can compare it to is also coming out from Image Comics Saga. Because it's like, Two warring factions, two people are coming together from those factions, trying to find a life, you know, quote unquote, together uh, and move forward from their shared trauma. Transformers picks up post Void Rivals, where you have Jetfire finding Teleron 1, the Autobot ship, where there's been this war going on. Teleron crash landed on Earth. He's reactivating the ship, and the ship is now reviving the wrecked bodies of Decepticons and Autobots. It just happens to be bringing back the Autobots first. Or, sorry, Decepticons first. And it's and it's because Jetfire, who's an Autobot... Was a Decepticon. He decided to, like, like hey, let's start this up. Like, I got enough energon in here. Let's, let's start this process. Uh, I didn't say anything. Uh, this book, written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. Nice. Uh, I I really dug this book, 
as soon as I started reading it, I sent you guys a picture of a panel because again, I I bought this physical where it was Optimus Prime suplexing Starscream, and I was like, yeah, guys. I'm in it because we do have two point of view characters, uh, two human kids. Don't remember their names. It's like Spike, Spike and Spike Judy. Yeah. Something like that. Um, who are like kind of caught in the middle is because, you know, things aren't good at home. And, and Spike looks like the humans that were in the old Transformers cartoon. Like he's got yeah. a big yellow puffer vest. This is straight up like Transformers G1 stuff. Like, the Optimus Prime that you're seeing on these panels is the same as the one that I had from Toys R Us. And I've never been a huge Transformers fan, but I loved this book. Like, I'm not so well-versed in the Transformers characters. Like, I recognize Optimus and Bumblebee, who gets his face blown, blown off because he's down... And Starscream's like, no, we're we're taking out whoever we can. You see this sign? We're Decepticons. We got to put them down. Like I recognize Ratchet. Soundwave pops up. Ravage pops out of him. I don't feel like this is checking boxes on a Transformers list. And there's a like letter from Daniel Warren Johnson in the back. Is like, no, I grew up loving Transformers. This is how I learned to draw because I just wanted to draw Transformers all the time. I loved this book and i was already sold on void rivals i'm now buying a transformers book i added this to my subscription box i'm champing at the bit for when duke and cobra commander come out within the next couple months like i am all in on the energon universe this is my number one book for this for this month like i really enjoyed it and with how much Chris and Chris didn't say a lot, but Chris shared pictures and said, I'm picking this book. I love it. I was like, OK, I'm expecting- I'm going to say it again. Optimus Prime suplexes Starscream. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to this book because I grew up with Transformers. I really didn't have a lot of Transformers growing up. I think I had like a the mini little Bumblebee. And then I had like a little station wagon character. My son has more Transformers than I ever did. He's got traditional old school Starscream. He's got Optimus Prime. He's got the T-Rex uh, uh, Grimlock. Grimlock. Grimlock, yep. Um, he's got a, a couple other characters, like some from like some of the other cartoons, like a car that turns into like a wolf dude. Like he's got a bunch and we'll sit he's down. got all and- those mech. Uh, McDonald's toys that turned it from. Hey, I gave those yeah. to him. The changeables. Um, but we have like we'll sit down and we play we play those. We've watched some of the cartoons together. Like I am happy to have Transformers in my life with this book, but also like with my child, where I get to relive my childhood in a way with him with these things. So I enjoyed this book. I really liked it. I th- like I said I, the art fits the transformers i don't necessarily love the art for like the humans in it but for the transformers for the most part it all looks pretty good it's a little wonky like the one shot of like optimus prime firing the gun kind of looks odd and even when he clotheslines he grabs starscream by the arm and clotheslines him it looks a little wonky but for the most part i i enjoy the book and i enjoy the art I said it before, like I would read issue two of all of these books. I have no problem continuing to buy it. Oh, I thought oh, I could finish. Uh, with his, uh, I thought I could still. finish 
transforming my Starscream character before you finished, John, but I could not. Uh, you beat it's me. It's okay. Um, I was, again, not a big Transformers fan growing up. Like I, I mean, I enjoy Transformers, but I never had Transformers except for Optimus Prime. And that's the Optimus that we get in this. Like, it's very G1. I was all in on this book just because of how much uh, Void Rivals like blindsided me. But there's a moment in this book where you have your two human kids who are kind of stuck in between this now reignited battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons, where uh, Spike decides, like, no, Optimus is being attacked by Ravage, like, and uh, Soundwave, he's down. He's reaching for his gun, like, we're going to push this gigantic hand cannon towards him. And, like, his friend, Judy's like, we don't even know what they're doing. And he's just like, no, push. I was in it. At that point, I was like, no, this, this kid's dope. I I care so much. And there's a moment when Optimus and Ratchet are like, nope, we're outnumbered. We got to get out of here. And I know you guys read it digitally, but on the actual, like, printed book, like, you see them, like, Optimus is hitching up his trailer and they got to go. And then when you turn the page, they're transforming. So you need to turn your book to, like, be like, oh, roll out. And then you see the two of them, like, driving down the street. I'm in it. I already said that. But, guys, I... I don't care about G.I. Joe at all. I have a semblance of caring for Transformers, but the Energon universe now has me. Like, I'm getting a lot of character drama from Void Rivals. I'm getting, like, a nostalgia tickle from Transformers. I don't even care about G.I. Joe, but I... I hey, Paul finally transformed the Starscream. Um... Yeah, he's, got no, warm up my... he's got no thoughts about the book. He just is playing with his Transformer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the book was meant to do. It's make you want to play with your Transformer. I I, I love this book. Even like Jetfire, like, I didn't even know there was a war going on. I just left to find resources for a dying planet. I come mm-hmm. back and Starscream's like, hey, Thanks, bud. Let me blow up Bumblebee. Good he's job like, for oh, joining up finally on the right side of the war. And he's like, what war? I, I effing love this book. It's my number one. I know we weren't talking about power, power ratings, but we also were talking about power ratings. Well, yeah. I loved I loved it so, so much. Well, I had a lot of fun with it. It it totally, totally works. And it was a dollar cheaper than any of the other books that we bought this week. Hey! Or this month. It, yeah, it works, and it works well, and it's, like, it feels of the time, but also somehow I'm being dropped at the beginning, and I feel like, oh, I know where this will go, but it feels new. Yeah. And again, like if you go back and watch that like first episode of the Transformers cartoon, this is Paul Sugar said he's not going to. But I'm saying like I don't remember the beginning of the show. I remember yeah. the cartoon and them fighting the bad guys and characters yeah. from it. But is this close to what happens in the beginning that first episode of that cartoon? Hmm. Is it? 
I don't know. Oh. I just watched the first episode of uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I was like, this cartoon explains uh, a lot. That first episode is all like, and I found these turtles, and I became this. And April and you're like, ah, yes, okay. Really over-explains everything. Mm-hmm. See, when that came out, I feel like you could have just been like, they're turtles, uh, mutated. They're also they, ninjas. And I still would have been like, fuck the, yeah. They do it. They do it in the in the uh, opening credits. That opening credit montage. You you get yeah. it. Like, oh, turtles. He turned into a rat. They turned into turtles. He, cha- he trained. Literally taught them to be ninja teens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a radical rat. I get it. Yeah. Well, do you guys need to do power rankings, or are we all kind of like working for the same thing? I think thing? we like, already got it. It's, yeah. uh, Transformers, Transformers, Jake, Jake Eric, Wesley Dodds. But yeah. no bad book. No, no bad I like them all. So my only question for you guys, because, yes, these will be my picks in upcoming months. Are you looking forward to more of the Energon universe with the G.I. Joe stuff, like Duke I, and I Cobra Commander? I pick up the G.I. Joe stuff because I love G.I. Joe. Like, I grew up on G.I. Joe. I had hundreds of G.I. Joe's vehicles, all of that. And every time G.I. Joe restarts at a new comic book company, I usually pick them up. I usually start them. But I have, like, I have, like, one through maybe 30 of the original, uh, G.I. Joe run from the from the 80s and then here and there from there. Um, And I'll I used to go back and I'd reread those because I loved them. Like, I love G.I. Joe. I'm down. I'm down for this because you get November November 15th. You get the G.I. Joe book in December. You get Duke. And in January, you get the Cobra Commander book. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. I'm ready for the new GSA stuff. Like, I, I think all the books have been strong so far. Three that are read. Um, hopefully it carries on. So I am also, also ready for the Energon, or what's the universe called yeah, now? Energon Universe. Energon Universe, it's good. So, Chris, yeah, which I... universe are you living in? I guess I'm locked into Energon Universe, but I I would read more of the JSA universe because I I think even though I didn't read Alan Scott, like from what you said and what I saw in the preview from Jay Garrick, I'm down. Like I'm I'm cool with it. Nice. And, and listener, if you're cool with us. That's what I was going to say, best friends. Uh, You can rate us and review us wherever you listen to our show. Email us at bangedandboardcast at gmail.com. Follow us over at Instagram. That's right. We did that at the beginning of the show. We did it in the middle of the show. We're doing it at the end of the show. At bangedandboard. Over at Instagram, uh, where you'll see the uh, pick of the weeks. You'll see our, our... dramatic reading panel 
Uh, Chris has been doing a knockout job. So knock out that like button for us because we really, really appreciate it. Because otherwise I won't pay attention and I'll just drink beer during the whole episode and get drunk and not talk about what we're talking about. And, and build transformers. Play with, play with transformers. <laughs> yep.